0: I'm Will Young, and I have worked in several different job environments ranging from lawn care to corporate sales. I have graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University with two majors in marketing and administration, and you're listening to the Young-Blooded Podcast, a 30-minute to one-hour audio experience teaching you how to start a side hustle or advance your career through actionable steps and real-life stories from experienced business owners and investors. Please enjoy the truths, mistakes, and laughs of the Young Blooded podcast experience. Hello, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Young Blooded podcast. Uh, we're not trying to laugh over here uh, as I introduce Elise Michaels. She's just uh, an awesome person and also a mental a men's mental health coach specializing in subconscious trauma. And I, as the, the mental health type of uh, studies kind of start to reveal themselves in society, it's, it's pretty cool that people like Elise are rising up to really help uh, develop that understanding within the individuals in today's world that that uh, maybe suffer from issues or just need to live a, a better life. And and that's kind of their choice. So uh, really cool to have you on, Elise, and, and really cool things you're doing in the world today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess we want to just kind of get right into what, what you're specializing in. So I you gave before the podcast a really good definition of subconscious and conscious trauma and kind of what your market fit is. And I know that's really beneficial for our listeners. So if we could kind of start with that, that'd be a great way, I think, to kind of get this podcast rolling.
1: Absolutely. So the difference between subconscious trauma and I guess conscious trauma is conscious trauma is going to be something you're well aware of that might have affected you negatively. Got in a car accident, a parent might have been alcoholic, you know, things like that. Subconscious trauma might be an event that has affected you negatively, your behaviors, your reactions that you're unaware of, because maybe you don't identify it as a traumatic experience.
0: I see. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty good definition, better than I could say it for sure. So I better, better keep it within your realm that way. Uh, so I've noticed like you're posting every day on LinkedIn and providing value through lots of different stuff, you know, ice baths, uh, inspirational messages, whatever, without having those creative breaks, because you are posting every day. W- what is your secret to coming up with, with, you know, constantly creative new content?
1: Well, what is my secret to constantly coming up with creative content? Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's just kind of something that's always been part of me is I'm like a very creative quote-unquote person i Mm -hmm. wanted to originally be a singer and actress so video came very naturally to me um but what when you're driven with a a mission it's not very hard to post right i have Mm -hmm. a niche i have people i want to help so you can constantly find inspiration from the people that you're helping and and i see it as my duty to kind of continue keeping up with that
0: i see yeah, no, and I feel like you do a, a more of a Gary V style, like uh, document as opposed to create as well, as sometimes within that industry. So that's a pretty cool way to go about it. Um, within the subconscious versus conscious, as you were talking about before, um, what do you typically see as like a symptom of each uh, of those type of traumas? A typical the symptom, simp- I guess. Yeah.
1: The symptoms actually are quite the same. Okay. Right. Like, but one from subconscious trauma, you won't, you just won't know that mm. certain behaviors of yours are coming from something particularly traumatic in your life. Whereas like, you know, if, if people are consciously where they have a trauma, let's say in the military, you're going to know that you might have PTSD. It's a mm-hmm. very obvious symptom and you can connect the dots very easily there. But you might have something called CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder from a very dysfunctional childhood that was very consistent. And you might not know that you have that because it's not referencing a particular event but mm-hmm. the symptoms that people can have from having trauma conscious or subconscious trauma might be anxiety depression uh mm-hmm. adhd type symptoms where you can't really focus you're constantly not getting very good sleep you feel like you really need caffeine a lot you're kind mm-hmm. of um you know you're not focusing very well so it can manifest in like a myriad of different ways but yeah those are some of the most common
0: i would see okay cool i'd assume like being super impulsive, um, things of that nature as well.
1: Yeah, or completely shut down, avoidant of making any mm. decisions at all uh, because you wanna avoid conflict, you wanna people please. Like there's there's just so many ways and so many extremes that people can go just yeah. depending on what, what they've gone through.
0: I see. So after like, a typical case of that would take place, how would someone begin to start to take the first steps out of a situation that gets like as dark as having those type of symptoms?
1: So first, if you're experiencing anything like that, I would definitely Mm -hmm. suggest seeing a counselor or therapist just because they have tools that can help you work through it. Right. As much as we want to do everything ourselves. And I know that you said your audience was mostly like in their young twenties, just trying to figure it out and the hustle, the grind, Yep. you know, I I've been there as well. And I did everything that I could to like self-development books and courses. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that was the age where I thought my life was good. Like there was nothing really wrong with me, right? Like I was like, oh, my life is good. And then when I hit 25 and I had like a bad breakup, I was like, oh my God, I just can't do this by myself. Like there's something that I'm not seeing. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you're feeling like your life is good, you're working hard, but you're running into constant patterns that you're like not breaking out of, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a time I would suggest seeing a coach or a counselor because they can help you identify something that you're not seeing, right? The blind spot.
0: Yeah. And if you can identify it soon enough, you know, you obviously don't have to go through as much uh, collateral damage along the way trying to figure it Uh, out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot less painful to just take the hit then than it is (laughs) to like be 45. And that's my clientele, right? Late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, Mm -hmm. live their whole life a certain way. And just now we're like, oh my God, I I wish I knew this a long time ago. So I'm actually kind of glad that I get to be on this podcast because if young people are listening, they can start to do things a little bit differently and save decades of pain.
0: No, for sure. For sure. And uh, what would you say is one of the bigger identifiers within business people specifically? Because I know you work with a lot with business professionals. So like, and since identifying early is key, especially while keeping a fast paced business world going, um, how, how would you recommend someone would be able to like do a self check and understand whether or not they're going through something like that
1: you'll know if you're always putting yourself on the back burner mm. this is the most common symptom i see with businessmen is that they have consistently put everybody's needs before them the business's needs before them you know they 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 work 16 hour days they're stressed mm. out then they turn to alcohol or porn or whatever it is to kind of numb themselves because their brain can't shut off because they're focused so much on what is the next thing? How can I make more money? How can I do this? Or how can I do that? Mm. You you have to understand that your body is in a fight or flight response. And when that much cortisol and adrenaline is constantly pumping through your, through your body, your prefrontal cortex starts to shut off, which is responsible for memory and connection and logical thinking. Mm. So it's okay to want to focus solely on your business and be successful and be number one. Just make sure that you are putting yourself at, as a priority as well. So like doing just a small, like 10, 15, 20 minutes of self-care in the morning mm-hmm. to make sure that you're fully functioning, to make sure that you're dedicated, like as yourself as a priority is, is gonna make a huge difference in avoiding burnout.
0: I see. And so within those self-care routines, does that look like like, meditation, exercise, stretching, like yoga, something like that in the morning?
1: In the morning, I would say do something that is a calming exercise just so yeah. that you can regulate your nervous system. And then do the things like going to the gym, running, mm-hmm. you know, hardcore working out, whatever you got to do. But in the morning, if you can journal or just go for a uh, walk without any headphones or anything like that, just right. something that allows yeah. your brain silence.
0: Yeah. And I've been and really, in the
1: morning. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh,
0: no, you're good. Um, I said, I was, I've been really repping those walks, repping those walks lately, just because I've been doing them and being out in the sun especially in the Midwest where, you know, you don't always get the sun for some of the year it um, is really important. And I've noticed that it's really like an uplifter in mood. And I'm sure you have a lot more credential things to say on that. So I would, I would, I was wondering if you would like to kind of get into how much beneficial it is to, to be outside and, and soak in the sun, whether it's just a walk or exercising outside and things like that.
1: I mean, absolutely. So I don't have a ton of credentials in walking outside, (laughs) yeah, yeah. but you know, there's so many studies done on just what vitamin D can do for us and getting out in nature can do for us because you're getting fresh air, you're getting endorphins from the exercise, you're actually moving your body and you're not surrounding yourself with all the technology that is constantly trying to capture your attention. So Mm -hmm. walking, because you are walking, you're going slow. You're not having to like dodge things, right? So you are very intentional and very present. Mm. And that helps eliminate things like depression and anxiety. Because when you're present, what are you worrying about, right? You're just soaking in w- what's there.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, honestly, with like us being more inside and like on screens and things like that, it is important to just take some time out of the day if, if it is a nice day to go out for a walk. Because like r- in Wisconsin right now, the the fall season has brought in a lot of cool colors and like type of trees and stuff. Um, just, just like orange, yellow, red. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I've been in Texas for the past year or two, so I didn't have as much of a taste of that throughout the seasons. And then when I moved back up here, I was like, oh man, I kind of missed this. Uh, these fall colors, pretty cool. So I guess yeah, it's just enjoying to reconnect with nature too, as you're being present within yourself. Um, kind of got lost in the explanation there, but uh, I would, I would like to focus on like business professionals specifically, just because that is part of the part of uh, my audience. Um, so how would you say? like within the the self-check, you were saying that one of the key factors businessmen t- typically struggle with is burnout. So within like a consistent balanced way to succeed, how would you, how would you recommend they have practices outside of work? Like, cause I know for me, it was really noticeably different if I was to use like bowling and small groups and I don't know, uh, soccer, I think were the three that I did when I was building my business to kind of turn off business mode for a little bit and engage with other people to really balance out the lifestyle. So I guess what are some typical things like that, that could really help to balance a business person's lifestyle that you've seen has been helpful.
1: Yeah. So it also just depends on what that business person's like second or third priority is because at different stages of your life, you're going to have different priorities And so like as a young business person, your, your priority might only be business, Mm -hmm. right? So then your, your first priority should actually always be yourself. How am I taking care of myself today? Mm -hmm. So, because you're the foundation, right? So if your mental health is all screwed up, the rest of whatever you do is going to be screwed up. Right. But you know, like then, then your business might come, but like, what is, what is the second primary, right? Is it family? Mm -hmm. Then you need to make time for family, Right. But if, if it's not, if it's something like friends, like I need a social network, then I highly recommend doing something like what you did, mm-hmm. having a group of friends and not just only friends, but like male friends that you can, you know, get a, a masculine energy from, right? So I like see. going to the gym, having, having a workout buddy, some, something that is serving your mental health, but also having a social interaction to it.
0: Right. Okay, cool. So I like that a lot with serving the mental health. And I think that that's an important part of like actively going after it. So would you say working out is a pretty common way to do that?
1: Absolutely. And it's usually always what men defer to anyway, just because (laughs) it's the quote unquote masculine thing. But like people like to work out because if you work out, you take care of your body. You, if you look good, you feel good. So, you know, that's, that's always the number one thing. Um, But also just doing like a disengaging activity, like you said, bowling or, you know, I don't know, playing video games could be one, but yeah. If you're serving your mental health, it's a little bit different than, you know, vary your activities because I say video games, but if you just do video games, you're not serving your mental health, right? Cause right. you're just kind of checking out. Yeah. But if you have a variety of activities, you know, balances is, is the key.
0: I see. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And then within, okay, actually, yeah, this was the next question that I would really like to ask and There's not really a good way to set it up. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask it, but, um if you were to go through like a typical cycle with a one-on-one executive, I know that you offer that as like a coaching option. Um, what would be like the first, second, like what would those, I guess, uh, Zoom calls look like for you?
1: Yeah, so first we assess what's going wrong in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. are you here? Yeah. If you had a magic wand, what would change? What would it look like? Mm-hmm. Because then we're like Google Maps, right? We have a starting point and we have an end point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we map out kind of, the middle stages are for that so i help them fill in the disconnect between what is preventing them from getting to point a to point b and usually i have to tell you because my clientele are older Mm -hmm. the reason why they're not at point b is because either point b is not actually what they really want it's just something that they've started to settle for because they've been settling for kind of crap in a certain area right um and then so we we always raise that standard um, and then second, it's always something that they're, they're not seeing, right? It's always something subconscious that has prevented them, usually based off of fear, based off of people pleasing,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because men as in general, society kind of tells you to forego your own needs, wants, and desires, yeah. unless it's in service of others, mm-hmm. right? And so if you feel like you always need to do for others, you can kind of forget your own dreams, right? And when you forget your own dreams, you, you lose the willpower to do big things. And you just kind of surrender to whatever is in your, in your immediate path. And especially, you know, in the Midwest, because I grew up in Wisconsin also, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a very, there's a very big pattern that plays out, go to college, marry high school, sweetheart. (laughs) <laughs> have kids, right? Buy a house. Yeah. Like it's very lined up and it's very odd. You know, like I'm 28 now it would be super odd for me to live in Wisconsin, not be married. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. You're 25. Are you no, married? No, it's
0: it's similar to that. I'm actually from Michigan originally, but that's how it is there too. And most of the Midwest, I believe is like that. I went to college right. in Indiana. It's the same thing. Ring by spring, right. you know, it's, it's a very linear path. Ring and I by was spring? not, is that a thing? That's a thing at the college I was at, but oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like freshman year. They tell you that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that won't be me. And it wasn't. So I, I, it's not really a path I wanted to follow right away, and I kind of wanted to figure out some other stuff first, as you know, career kind of before the rest of it. So that's what I'm going at. But uh, how do you feel about that path as, as a whole, and do you think it's a it's a healthy way to construct things? Because I've seen people have a lot of success with it as well.
1: Right. So yeah. I, I mean, when I say that, I'm just using it as an example, not to say like it's a negative path or anything mm-hmm. like that. But just yeah. just to show how societal pressure can kind of point us towards a direction that we may not always agree with, but we kind of go along with because we want to fit into our culture. We want to fit into our community and, and we might feel off or awkward or weird if we're not following that. But then 20 years later, we're like, Oh my God, it's really not what I wanted to do. So I just, that's why I always encourage people. What do you want? Who are you? Like, have you thought about it? Mm. Have you actually thought about what you wanted? Or have you just been kind of going off of what mom and dad said or what Aunt Jill says, or, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. the the high school, college buddies are, are doing, because if you're following along that path, chances are you're, you're going to be okay, but you're not going to feel like full of purpose. You're not going to wake up like, I want to live this awesome life every day. Mm-hmm. So just take a step back for a second.
0: Yeah, no, I really like that. And I think the people that you talk to about that stuff, you brought up a good point, you know, asking your uncle and aunt, and they may have wise advice that can be particular to you. But if you're trying to become something, I would say, go on LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever, find the person that's exactly like that. And you're already nodding your head because you know what I'm going to say, but just go ahead and talk to those people and figure out what their path is and what worked for them. And maybe you could find a few similarities that'll work for you. So.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, that's another um, key metric about the Midwest. I mean, you, you left, you went to Texas, right? But a lot of people don't leave. Mm -hmm. And so because they haven't left, they don't know a different way of life. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're young, explore the world as much as you can. I left it two days after I graduated high school to California. (laughs) And then I went traveling around the world. Right. So I saw many different types of lifestyles, many different opinions, many different cultures. And it, you really start to realize like, oh my God, like things can be so different and and you're not locked into the lifestyle that you were born into. And it gives you a sense of power. Like, wow, I can really choose.
0: For sure. No, it's definitely not as constrictive as it seems when you start to travel and see more people's viewpoints. That's a, that's a really good point. I've been to Costa Rica and a couple of different countries within Central America throughout like high school and stuff like that with missions trips and also to learn Spanish quite a bit. Um, so I've, I've seen some of that, but uh, been to California and a couple of different places in the U.S. And it's definitely the way that you said, it's pretty spot on. So yeah, I'd like that a lot. And it just really opens your viewpoint as well to just kind of take a step back and be able to reevaluate and see things the right way. And I think that that's, it's important for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huge. Um, I know you offer um, free masterclass. So I have some listeners that are kind of cost effective, as I like to operate as well within the business world. Um, so so what are some deals you have right now or other free items? Because that masterclass that I saw is a pretty cool way to start getting a good, uh, consistent lifestyle going for you.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, anybody can go to my website and download that free masterclass. It comes with mm-hmm. a, a follow-up packet that you can kind of fill out. Um, I have content, not just on LinkedIn, but on TikTok and Instagram. And I post right. way more on TikTok and Instagram. Cause you know, like LinkedIn, you're, you're kind of like one post a day. Yep. Those ones I post multiple videos. They're organized on Instagram. I have uh, a post that is step-by-step the things that I would give people to heal. Like I really try to give as much information as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, you know, if you want a little bit more interaction, I have a $10 a month group call that I okay. do, and it's a Facebook group and people can join that. Um, and then everything up from there is is going to be more costly, obviously, because it's my one on one time. But, yeah. you know, if if you're in the zone, like you can get a one on one call with me and we can help map out, you know, and give you some clarity and some action items just just for your next steps.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And then, so how long have you been doing this? I saw on LinkedIn. It's been at least over a year now or was it more than that?
1: It's been about three years.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, within your side of the business, uh, just to get a more insight of that, as much as you can share, w- what has it been like financially trying to grow within that realm? Because I know it is a, a growing industry as we learn more about it, but um, how, how have you been operating just from a cost perspective as, as you know, the, the business side of things?
1: Uh, I mean, for me, it's been awesome. I've been able to like 3X my income every single year since I've started. That's great. Um. Yeah, I started making money immediately when I started my business. And I I attribute that to like studying business for seven years before I actually launched my first business. And when I did it, and I just want to say this because I was your age once. And when I wanted to start my (laughs) business, I was like, I got to figure out a logo. I got to get a website. I got to do all this stuff. What you want to do, the first thing you want to do for your business is see if it makes money, right? So like this time around the business, I literally just started on LinkedIn by posting video content saw who was interested messaged them if there was anything i could do to support them mm-hmm. and then got them on a free call and once i was on a free call i just pitched them a coaching program and s- see if they would buy it before i had any clients i didn't have a website i didn't have anything i didn't have reviews or anything yeah and once people started buying consistently for a year that's when i built my website so okay. like i didn't even build anything for an entire year um And honestly, I think you could just like put it off for as long as possible. Obviously, that's a that's a service coaching based business. Yeah, yeah. But if you have anything else, you can you can build a small landing page for, I don't know, very cheap Furbies or something, you know, and just see if people will buy it, but don't spend a ton of money on it. Don't, you know, just see if people want it. Your idea is probably not that great unless people pay for it. Like, just, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's very, very
0: true. Very true. The the market only wants what it wants, right? And it's not going to-
1: The market doesn't care about your feelings, bro. Like, it just doesn't. And the greatest way to make money is to have attention. So build Mm. your platform.
0: Huge. Yeah. No, that's, I, like, one of the sole reasons why I started podcasting. I was like, I don't know. Do I really want to put it on this work to being a content creator? Like, I'd rather kind of just do my business stuff and stay, you know, subtle on the side. But I see, like- uh, Alex Hermosi talks a lot about this, but he said like Kylie Jenner and other people, like they're building these huge programs. And if they can make this much money, just simply off their own brand, they're clearly doing something smart within business. And if you can't see that, then you're not the smart one. So I think that's a really good point. And and brand building is a huge, huge key to that. No massive. Um, I, I know that we only have a certain amount of time on the podcast that, that I like to, to stick with, but, um, I guess to wrap up, what's one question you've never been asked on a podcast before uh, or or on your own podcast that you'd really like to talk about and share within the platform and take as much time as you need to explain?
1: Question that I've never been asked before.
0: Cause I know some people sure. are out. Oh, okay. Any,
1: think of, think of a question and ask me and I'll tell you if I've been asked it before. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll just say pass or something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so from a, like a man's perspective that what maybe hasn't seen the mental health side of things yet. And he says mental health's for sissies. What would you say to him?
1: Okay. Mental health is for sissies. How has that benefited you so far in your life?
0: Well, I'll try to play the devil's advocate here, but, uh, I think it's helped me because it's been able to help me see through the bull crap and benefit me in seeing only things that I need and kind of staying more focused on those.
1: Okay. How do you know what you need if you haven't explored both sides?
0: That is a very good point. Um, if you've only
1: ever seen one side of the glass, Mm -hmm. how do you know that you're seeing clearly? right? Like mental health is just, it's just a way of saying like, I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And because I'm taking care of myself, I'm making sure I show up the best I can for others as well, because you don't know how your behavior is impacting everyone around you. So while you think you're good, you think you're tough, you think you're going through it. Everybody else could be suffering because you're stubborn and full of pride. That's a little harsh, but like, you don't know, right? Yeah. And if you're too full of pride to know, then you're being selfish because you are allowing others to suffer from the things that you can't see.
0: That is that is very well said. I like it a lot. And I think that's a good way to debunk so cool. people that, that think about that. No, no, I think it's <laughs> awesome. And that's why I wanted to play the devil's advocate because I haven't seen that on any of the other shows that you had been on. So um, it was super cool to have you on though. And to wrap up, I would really like to give you the opportunity to platform anything you'd like, whether it is your own podcast or, you know, some social media that you've really been pushing or promotion or something like that, so.
1: Awesome, well, if anybody wants to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, I'm always trying to like message people back. It took Will a couple of times to get a hold of me on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) I get messaged a lot there, but yeah, um, yeah, happy to connect. So I'm here for you, go men's mental health.
0: Awesome, and thanks again for real for just putting in the work every day and doing what what you see and what others should see as necessary within uh, within the men's mental health market.
1: Thank you, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, awesome, and again, young bloods, money in your twenties is knowledge for life. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Young Blooded Podcast. Now that we are in season two, there is an active newsletter along with a bunch of giveaways and challenges. All of this is happening on my LinkedIn page and youngbloodedpodcast.com, which will be linked at the top of every episode for the foreseeable future. Money in your 20s is knowledge for life.